Imagine if you will. If you believe in science fact, you don't believe in science fiction. I am an agnostic between two beliefs. For me, it's science speculation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And the Butt Maestro is here, but we have a very, very, very special guest, guys. Like a good neighbor, Dr. Omar Kringle is here. Hello there, everyone. How are you doing? Excellent. How's it going? How's good. it going? It's been a while. <laughs> it has. It has. Too long. And also the guy disembodied laughter is, of course, the illustrious Butt Maestro himself. How's it going, buddy? So, three things. One, that was the most serious intro you have ever done on this show. <laughs> Two. Dr. Elmont Kringle's here. Yeah, holy crap, Dr. Elmont <laughs> Kringle's here. Like, for the first time since I've been on the show. Maybe first time ever? I don't know. No, Have no, you been, he's, on been on it, he's been on it once before. So, first time, same room recording on the show, and I'm, I've been so excited to finally record. Also, three, uh, this is a totally on time as far as you know. Uh, belated birthday to the Admiral. Yay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Happy birthday. Not a day over 25, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Science speculation. You can speculate Science. all you want. <laughs> that. <laughs> um, so, uh, the reason I chose this is because, personally, uh, I feel like this is my favorite Spielberg movie. Uh, the 45th. It's Because uh, it's 45 years this year. Yeah. Close Encounters. Have y'all noticed a pattern yet with everything we're doing this year? We're going with anniversaries. It seems to be a good format so far. Look, mm -hmm. and also we have a bunch of things going on in our lives, so it's easy just to go anniversary. Bam. Anniversaries and alien abductions. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so that is still on my COVID bingo card. Yeah. It has not been checked on yet. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> lots of other crazy shit that I didn't have on there has been, but aliens and abductions, uh, abductions have not yet. So Plenty of did, objections. Wait, are we doing are we doing COVID bingo blackout? Is that why Because <laughs> like I'm pretty close. I mean, I didn't think Russia was gonna do what the, they did. The problem but, you is, know. I made my card out of realistic things. Uh, <laughs> see, that was really absurd, and I'm just like, this will never happen. It's like, oh god, that's, that's how you want. <laughs> um, but uh, the movie came out in 1977, um, and before we started recording, the Dr. Amon Kringle noticed that there were. Three other, so a total for four science, science uh, fiction movies that came out in 1977. At least that I would consider notable. Uh, notable. Notable. Uh, you know, obviously we all know Star Wars came out. We don't know. We don't know what that movie is. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's you know I, I think it's about a feudal land war in in space. Oh, is that the one about the farm kid? <laughs> yeah. The rebels. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the Great Kingdom of the Spiders. That one's great. Yeah, classic I remember scared the as a kid. <laughs> yeah, literally never seen it. Holy crap! It's uh, yeah. If you want to see William Shatner encased in uh, spider webs and what? having to crawl out and a bunch of spider tarantulas eating people and stuff, like it's great, great movie. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, and then uh, what the Admiral has uh, pointed out to me is the likely second remake of. The Island of Dr. Moreau, the version with Michael <laughs> York. Yeah, that's the that's um, Basil Exposition from yeah uh, from Austin Powers. Mm -hmm. Oh my yeah, god! Exactly. <laughs> what a weird, weird movie. So yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't doesn't feel like a very uh, rich year in regards to sci-fi production. So funny fact about Star Wars, as you mentioned it. Um, so. Uh, they were, so Spielberg and Lucas are really good friends. So they were on the nah. beach uh, doing like 
sandcastles and stuff. Um, and they came up with the idea for Indiana Jones. Nice. While, because Lucas left to Hollywood because he did not want to be, because he thought, he thought Star Wars was going to flop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he left and Spielberg was in Hawaii too. So they hung out and made sandcastles. Came with the idea for Indiana Jones. That's really cool. Maybe we should build more sandcastles together. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, both of them, to make sure that neither of them actually, neither of them lost money that year, they both gave each other stake in the, each other's films. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were... Uh, were they were either one producers on the other film? No. In any way? They just got, like, they got, like, here's some, I guess, some residuals okay. or some type of, like... Here's some money if you give me some, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they. I'm sure they had the cachet to do that. Yeah. You know, uh, it was the 70s in, in in Hollywood. And what they, yeah, yeah, what the what the directors are saying is all that there is. I mean, that's how it is now for the most part. Yeah. So, um, so uh, we open with a giant desert scene, like fans, winds. We don't know what they are, and we get uh, we're assumed that we're in Mexico because we hear Spanish. Um, when they get out of the cab, it says Mexico too. Oh, that's probably a good indicator as well. Yeah. It's in the Sonoran Desert. Yeah. So yeah. they go and they they you know they start talking and they see the flight uh, from that left from Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if you guys actually know, but that's actually a real flight that went missing. Like yeah. that flight actually went missing. Yeah. And not to be weird, is the boat the same? The that I co- think so. Kawa- Kawa- I'd have to check to make sure. Co- but Kotati or something like that. Uh, the I, SS K- Cotopaxi. Cotopaxi, yeah. I'd have, yep. uh, we'd have to do research on that one, but I know cool. for sure that the flight off Fort Lauderdale was actually like... That actually happened because they mm-hmm. flew into the quote-unquote Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to see these little, like little vignettes, I guess, sort of, with the French guy and the uh, guy... The French scientist Claude Lacombe. And yeah. also Wes Anderson's favorite person to use in every one of his films. David Lachlan. Yeah, the yeah. gentleman with the bald yeah. is now he's bald with the glasses. Yeah. And hovering behind them is Lance Hendrickson. Is that mm. that is Lance Hendrickson? Cool. Mm-hmm. Cuz I forgot he showed up. I noticed him halfway to the back end of the movie. He was still in the front end, but he was he wasn't in all of those vignettes, okay. but he was in I think most of them. Ooh. Young, Lance, young, young. Lance Hendrickson <laughs> just showing up Ooh. randomly. Young, so like, young. That was before, that that was way before Aliens. Yeah, yeah. That was almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, after that, we get to meet your favorite character in the movie. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> my, I mean, my favorite character was, was the, the kid. Barry? being honest. <laughs> Barry? Because he dipped Please. ice cream! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, about, what about the uh, intense air traffic controller UFO scene? You know those were actual air traffic controllers? They were. Okay. Not surprised at all. (laughs) That's... Because you know what? I was watching it and I was like, yo, like, these dudes are really good. And like... (laughs) Yeah, like all in point. Yeah, like to say this is such a small role, like... They're really good, and but they're, they're during, actual air traffic controllers. I, that makes sense. I called over GLaDOS during the scene, uh, and uh, also known as BayTC because all of their monitoring of air traffic control. Because there is an app for that, by the way. You don't have to have place. <laughs> there is literally an app where you can just track air traffic for the fun but of did it. Did you look and at those? They computers? do. Uh, it's, 1970s. What they were doing? 
Like, what were they... Like, how did they keep that together? I don't know. He <laughs> duct tape? Every time somebody called in, he had to check with, like, three yeah, different things. Like, like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, what are they doing? It's so, that's, why, that's why I think I can believe that it was, like, real air traffic controller. Because it felt like you were watching. Yeah. Like, it literally, somebody flipped the channel and yeah. changed it to, like... This is the real thing. Some yeah. kind of C-SPAN. Yeah, they knew what they yeah. were talking about. Um, thank you for knowing and paying rent in my head. C-SPAN. Of C-SPAN, yeah. For air traffic controllers. <laughs> I got you. Exactly. Why, why do you think I've been your co-host for how many years? Traff span. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Um, uh, so, and then we have that scene, and that one's uh, just... That one's really... To me, it's anxiety-inducing. Yeah. Dude, do you notice him? <laughs> You yeah, notice him? He was pretty. Carl Weathers just shows up out of nowhere for like three seconds. Carl Weathers. Oh, man. Sorry, yeah. I, 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 I was watching Barnaby Jones in the morning when I was getting ready for work, <laughs> and he shows up in an episode. It was it was Hendrickson and, and Carl Weathers. I was just like, what? <laughs> You're like, hold up, um, And then we get to meet Barry. Who just likes to dip out randomly? Barry's a nut, man. <laughs> like, and he was trying to get away. I, I would, I would have, I would have had a talk because he. Okay, so. <laughs> all right, so. so you're a father, Doctor Almond Kringle here. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have. I'm also Father Almond Kringle. I have. <laughs> I have a Barry. Y'all don't say it, but and I also. <laughs> I have a Barry, but I also have Dreyfus's eight-year-old son. Hugh <laughs> Jackson. Was, yeah, I so so I have I have both of those kids, right? Now Barry doing what he was doing was out of bounds. And oh. the mom was clearly tired of it. And I also noticed this was this was a really weird thing that I noticed. Barry's mom was sleeping fully clothed. Yeah. Fully clothed. Uh-huh. She had shorts and a shirt on, got up. Saw he was outside, walked right outside. Like Barry! That's what this that's what this kid does. This kid just wanders and it's clear because when you're watching it, the mom's all let the mom sleeps with her clothes on. She's ready to go. It's in the middle of the night. She's like, sleeping. Flip flops next to Barry's her. Barry's chilling downstairs. She's sleeping with her clothes on because she knows Barry might be dipping outside. <laughs> Is that also why she got all the windows open, or is that just a result of seventies? She went AC? right to. Yeah, it's probably that. I, I would it's I, probably I, a combination. Combination. Because let me also two. say, I was born about a year before this movie came out, and I will say that I'm the only person who was alive before this movie came out. Correct. In this room? Yes. Or in general? No, not in general. In this room right now. Oh, what thousand? In this room. Yes. In this room, and including, as far as I know, most, if not all, of the uh, 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 people we've had on the show, Correct. except for maybe. Um, oh yes, uh, you're talking about the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Delwood Blues. There you go. Delwood Blues, legit. Yeah. He is, uh, he's, he's about your age. He's well-seasoned. A little, a little older. Than, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Using yeah, Barry. names on the show starts to get weird when you start to forget everyone's well, names. It's the genomatic universe. It makes right. sense only in our brains when we need it to make sense. Yep. Also, his, uh, Barry's last actual movie performance was The Bear. Oh, really? The yeah. Bear? Yeah, uh, Grandson Mark is his character. What? He did appear in a couple, in a TV miniseries, uh, North uh, North and South, book one. 
I uh, thought you were about to tell me he was in North by Northwest. Like, wait, what? <laughs> He's a little kid that puts his... This is the second time I've watched a movie with this kid for this show? An adult look like. But that was his first role. His first role was... Uh, was this. Barry. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, it's can, I, can I throw one, one thing in real Go quick? Go ahead. Um, I also noticed, back to the uh, back to the air traffic control room, um, I noticed they kept talking about uh, SR-71. And so I think... And they kept talking about stealth planes. So I'm pretty sure that they were referring to, they thought, which was like very prevalent around that time and like later. Yeah. Um, all the, all the, all the testing of the stealth planes by the government. And so they thought it was a Blackbird SR 71. Yeah. Also, big shout out to the X Men because they used to fly around in a yep. Blackbird SR 71. Yep. <laughs> because what? In the, was it the mid 90s or the late 90s? It's, they came out and released it. It's that, always hey. been the coolest looking plane, though. Just like, wait, 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 wait. in general or the X Men only? I no, I think the Blackbird SR seventy one has always been the coolest. Because it's looking. so sleek. I don't know. It just looks fly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I noticed that. I thought that was uh, funny. But so because I think they released that in like the mid nineties or late nineties. They're like, oh yeah, by that the way, that is the one I think it is. This, okay, cool. Yeah. It isn't like the blocky angular no. looking one. It's, it's this a stealth part. plane. Smooth. It looks like Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the, a sword. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, uh, but then we also get to meet. Uh, I love how. We just get introduced to Richard Dreyfuss' character, Roy, just being a big kid, playing with his electrical set. Uh, essentially, yeah. And then, the I love how he's watching the electric train goes out. Electricity goes out. Um, <laughs> did you also notice that he had models hanging up of the USS Enterprise? Yep, yep. And... Was that... Was that deep, uh, uh, I think it was Luke's fighter? Was yes, but I thought it was also... I thought I saw from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. Or oh, that might have been. Or is Battlestar Galactica too early? Yeah, I don't know. It, it could. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but I remember he. I, I remember I got upset because he smacked the USS Enterprise, yeah. and I was just like, "What? She goes up? <laughs> hold, hold on." That, that's when I began to dislike this movie. <laughs> I want to ask y'all a question about uh, the um, diegetic music in this movie flowing into the non-diegetic music of the movie. I'll explain. Um, I know in what this that means. scene, <laughs> in this scene, they have a little Mickey Mouse, little model uh, uh, music box looking thing, and it plays when you wish upon a star. Which at first I thought copyright infringement, maybe, and then later it's John Spielberg. Williams uses when you wish upon a star in the theme in the da 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 da. But later we'll talk about it in the final scene of the movie. But that is a prevalent counter theme in that. So I was wondering if either of y'all know anything about that overlap. So because I couldn't find. So, so, okay, question. Mm. So it's Spielberg, correct? Yeah. Spielberg can have whatever he wants because he made Jaws. Right. And Spielberg and John Williams can do literally yeah. anything together. So, literally, he made this movie. <laughs> Is it that simple? <laughs> he made Jaws, and the studio's like, you can do whatever you want. And he's like, cool, I want to do this. This is my passion project. This is what I want to do. And he's like, okay. It's actually split into two movies. This one split the Close Encounters, and then it was E.T. They, they were cool. supposed to be the same movie, but they split. Cool. So, the thing about it is, is that, what does Pinocchio want to be? A real boy. Okay. What does Richard Driver's character want to be? A kid again. Yeah. Okay. So that's why that's that symbolism there. Okay. I thought you were going to say an alien consort. Right. I <laughs> I mean... Does he want to be a kid again, or does he want to be even human? Uh, <laughs> like... And so, and also, I don't know if y'all caught this, but I laughed so hard. 
because this was originally we were supposed to review this, but life happened uh, around Easter, and they mentioned the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. Uh, because okay, I don't know about you, but I remember as a child watching the Ten Commandments on TV because that's the yes, only the way yeah. we could watch it because mm-hmm. no one wanted to own. The- Double VHS. Was it, was no one else wanted double? to watch Prince I thought it was of Egypt. Triple? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 that was a pretty long movie. But, but, did, uh, did no one else's household watch Prince of Egypt after it came out in place of Ten Commandments? I mean, because my also, God, it's a better movie. I mean, you're also a little bit younger. I'm old, I, my family's right. old school. You're right. <laughs> and we we were probably still watching when it was new in my age. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, it came out twenty years. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um, but. No, so 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 I like that. And Elephant's like, we'll stay up for nine commandments. And then like and then she gets the phone call, hey, you need to go, power goes out, and then he gets promoted? Because he just shows up, he's like, I know how those lines work. Like, like promote it. Literally right place, right time. Yep. Here, you you're fired, you get to do this. Exactly. We don't know where he is. We stuck in an elevator somewhere. How could he not read a map? I don't know. I through the whole damn movie, he couldn't read a map. <laughs> How, why did he have a map, like, randomly, like, just on a spool where he could pull I a love it. He it's great. He kept pulling maps out, and he couldn't read one of them. Like, it was like... And, how and many, he kept waving people off? And, and what, how many station wagons did they have? <laughs> was it the just 70s? the one? Was it just the one that no, they kept she reusing? Took, she took one, and then he took one. Uh, so I love that. two station wagons. Uh, no, 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 the one that he took to Utah? The gray one? He rented that one. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, that's my assumption, because I didn't see another one yeah, that's when she was, took it off. So I was I, like, where did he get that from? <laughs> Maybe Carl Weathers took it back. Carl Weathers. He wanted a deposit. So, yeah. rewinding a little bit to the first scene in this movie where they talk to the guy who was who wait, had wait, a wait, close wait. encounter. I just want to specify, it's 17 minutes in and we haven't got past I know. <laughs> the I first know. 20 minutes. Rewinding just a little bit to point out a small detail that links into this one that we're talking about now. The, they talked to the guy who had a close encounter and he looked like he just got a really focused sunburn. Mm-hmm. Right. Richard Ivers' character, where he's pulling down the maps and everything, and he's oblivious whoa, whoa, to everything whoa, whoa, whoa. around him. Whoa! Before we got to deal with, we got to deal with the jackass, the customers that come up. Oh, before nine o'clock. <laughs> You're in the middle of the road, jackass. <laughs> Love that. We open at nine, jackass. <laughs> uh, and then we get to see, like, he waves him on. He's in the middle of the road, and then the train, the train, like. Yeah, crossing goes off, and that's. When I thought a train to... was gonna just like fall out of the sky or something, but. And then I love how he waves it on, and we get to see the ship go just like just boo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then spots lights him, and he gets sunburned. Yeah. And it's literally he, the only reason he gets a little covering is because he puts his hand up. Right. Um, and which I guess I would call that moonburn. Light light burn. I don't know. Like yeah, I mean I would say it's a light burn because yeah. I, I don't. You, you the exposure. Um, yeah. Well, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. So, and as the ship keeps going on, we get to see, and it's just, it's like complete silence, just watching the ship, like, mm-hmm. with the lights. And then all of a sudden, randomly, randomly, the flashlight comes on. And I don't know about you guys, the flashlight didn't get me. The fucking radio, the radio gets got me. me. Every uh, yeah. fucking time I watch the movie, the radio, the radio made me jump. Yep. It's the radio, because it's like, fucking... Damn. You can watch the light come on, but the, the radio... <laughs> the radio made uh, myself and GLaDOS jump, yeah. which Wasn't is unusual. There, was there a dog out there, too? I think so, yeah. It was like, yeah. Because the Fantasmus Frida was like kind of looking for the dog. <laughs> um, and also, uh, as he's driving around trying to get through it, he almost hits Barry? Yeah. A little Barry. Yeah. And uh, then tells moms. 
Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the cops chase. The cops start chasing, and we also get. Uh, and then so Richard Dreyfuss character is like, I'm gonna start chasing. So he goes, and one of my random ass favorite fucking lines in the movie. I have no idea why it's my favorite line. That's Ohio. That's a quarter. I have no idea why. What? <laughs> no idea. Because he's just like, I can't do anything. Like, what do you? What do you want? <laughs> like, I like when the police officer drives off the edge of the uh, oh, the f- oh my god! <laughs> it's just like okay, he's glued to the road. <laughs> what were you doing, man? <laughs> like, did you not like? Why did you not have your lights on? Could you not see what the yeah, fuck was happening? Where were you going? Because <laughs> it's the seventies. It's hard to tell if they haven't even had a seatbelt on. Yeah, or uh, I don't think they did because it wasn't seventies. They had a whiskey and <laughs> shotgun. Yeah, not uh, the first time we've talked about that on this show. Uh, <laughs> Oddly enough. Uh, and then, wow, okay, this one, uh, oh, and then we got the, uh, what about the, uh, this is in my notes and I don't remember it exactly, the nosy old lady making out? What? Is that? <laughs> I don't remember that, and that is not in the Wikipedia synopsis. <laughs> I don't know, maybe uh, that was one of the, uh, one of the scenes that was taken <laughs> out in my version. Okay, because, let's specify, <laughs> B... And the Budmeister watched the theatrical cut. I was specifically told to watch the theatrical, theatrical cut. And you watched... I, I went Renegade and I watched <laughs> the actual director's cut, which is the third cut of the movie. Um, from what we were informed, it's the longest cut of the movie. Um, and it is um, with... Uh, most of the content that was added back in in the second version of the movie, which is also known as the special edition, um, and then 13 minutes added back in that, I guess he decided, that Spielberg decided was the best. Uh, no, I'm, and I'm glad that we watched different versions. Maybe we should have all watched I was, yeah, I, I think we could have all watched a different version and seen the same movie. <laughs> well, I guess next time we just have to review the special edition. Yeah, true. When that. it comes up to the 50th anniversary. Don't make me watch this again. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to go <laughs> as far as to say that I'd watch Saving Private Ryan again over this, but almost. Well, I'd watch the first 20 minutes of Saving Private um, Ryan for I'm, Yeah, obviously. Oh, do you mean the, the one shot? That's all it is? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I guess that we can, because I was thinking about this while we were talking about it. You know the ensemble cast of, like, disaster movies? Yes. Or, like, you know how they have, like, Airplane or, like, Earthquake or something? Is this the first big, like, science fiction epic that has an ensemble cast? If not one of the first, yeah. Because it doesn't really have well, a specific... what do you mean by ensemble cast, then? Because... Let's go with, let's go with like, Independence Day. You know how they got, like, different stories going different where, and they meet up at a central point. Oh, see, to me, like, when you say ensemble cast, I think you mean, like... A bunch of a like, bunch of high actors. Names. Oh, okay. Who come together and like form the story oh. and like help help bring the story Sorry. along. I should have specified. For me, the weird thing about this movie is you're thinking that like Roland Emmerich style yeah. ensemble. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I I understand that, but I, for me, this, this movie was interesting in the sense that like it was a very bare cast. Yeah, but you it know, was like, long for some reason. And, like, there there weren't a lot of people, like, that are... Like, you know, we, we can say right now, you know, we saw Carl Weathers and we saw, you know, like, all these... Lance like, Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. This was, for yeah. most of them, the beginning but, of their career. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, at this point, like, these people weren't really big actors. And, you know, none of them really went on to be big actors, necessarily. And uh, how many roles, how many actors did Spielberg go through before he got... Uh, there were six offers set out by Spielberg before he landed on Dreyfus. Okay. And 
from my understanding, it was Steve McQueen, Dustin Hoffman, Al Pacino, Gene Hackman, James Caan, and Jack Nicholson. It's Al Pacino's oh, wow. birthday today. Is oh, it nice. actually? <laughs> I actually met Al Pacino once. Shout out to Al Pacino. Happy oh, birthday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um... Because uh, he listens to this podcast, we get we get yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. We're just just like uh, Kevin Smith does. Oh, right? yeah. every episode, yeah. best friend of the show. Yeah, um, but also he on Jaws, like on Jaws, Richard Dreyfuss was talking to Spielberg about this movie because he always had it an idea to make it, mm-hmm. and I like that uh, he talked to Spielberg and Spielberg was like, "You get it, you understand what it is, like you you understand." So I think that helped him, like not finding the right person. Or maybe not offering it, or them not accepting it. Oh, but Dustin Hoffman would have been real good. I was thinking Jack think, Nicholson would have been you an think extra it level. Great man? Of, no, I, 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 I already I, went to graduate. I, I think it would have been a really smart, <laughs> smart. Excuse me. Play like I, I, I have a little bit of a hard time seeing anybody else. Wasn't that Kramer versus Kramer that year? I don't know. I think young Jack Nicholson would have been fun for oh. this role. Not necessarily right, but at least like an, another level, yeah. another level of unhinged. I don't know. I don't know if Spielberg and him would have actually worked well together. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, but I mean, Steve McQueen would have been a good choice too. Seventy nine was Kramer versus. Oh, uh, okay. Yep, because that's when the Muppet movie came out. So it's about this time where I. Uh, uh, the the French guy and his translator, uh, the map maker, uh, along with the group of the UN cartologist? experts. Yeah, the cartologist. The car- cartographer. Sorry. Use the right term, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they keep looking into the, uh, the UFO activity and notice a fun phenomenon going on in India. And this is where the really fun John Williams shit oh, starts to happen. Right yeah, that I was awesome. That was such an awesome John Williams scene. and Spielberg. Yeah. To show you. This is... Look. This is where we start to get into the tones. The ba, 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 ba. I thought that was so cool with everybody saying it. And... It was, oh my god. The the use of music, the use of tone in this movie, their use of actual, like, having gone to music school, I can say this part is pretty fucking accurate okay, with their use of solfege. And, yeah. That was one of my questions in the entire thing was like, how accurate is this? They're using Especially actual the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, solfege. And his hand signs were, yes. were accurate. Yes, the hand signs are accurate to, uh, Kodali, Kodali, I think it's what it's called. I actually um, heard that um, he was that that French person was originally supposed to be Gerard Depardieu. Oh, that oh, would have been fun. That would have been a good one. That <laughs> would have been really interesting. The guy they got for this movie, Fran- yeah, no, he was great. I Fra- thought, I thought Francois Truffaut. I think he died in like the mid eighties. Francois Truffaut is who they got for for this role, and he was perfect. He, I was, liked he was great. He well, blended in when he needed to, and he, he had a good presence when he needed to as well. One of my favorite parts with him was when he was, uh, and I'm sorry to jump ahead okay. a little bit, but um, when they were at uh, Devil's Devil's Rock, is yeah. it when they were interrogating Richard Dreyfus? Well, or? not not when they were interrog when he when Dreyfus was supposed to be on a helicopter. And he, the, the French guy looks out the window, Truffaut looks out the window, and he sees them running off, and he's just like, and just looks away. <laughs> he, just, he just looks at him, and he's like, no. And then, and then after that, he's all like, no, they're the only ones that have been invited here. Yeah. We're the ones that are yeah, fringing. Exactly. Like, that was, they're supposed to be here. And, like, that's why he was, like, fighting for them. Uh, 
But yeah, I just I just thought that was that was one of my favorite parts with him because I thought it was so cool. And that's why I know I said earlier, jokingly, the kid is my favorite character in this movie. But no, uh, Claude Lacombe is my favorite character in this movie actually because he is the only one that is so kind and understanding mm-hmm. and like no these people they're visitors and we need to treat them like guests mm-hmm. and these people have been called to these visitors and we need to treat them with a sense of respect as well and yeah. now that i think about it gerard de Perdue would have been too aggressive for this role <laughs> maybe that's why he <laughs> putting it, it putting it kindly <laughs> um so, uh, <clears throat> and the other thing is i don't know if you guys because i i've seen this movie like endless amounts of time mm-hmm um, this is my first see, time ever seeing it. And I've seen it when I was young and I was terrified of this movie. And yeah. then and then now. Like oh. I I don't think I've seen it that much. Did you ever notice the the sound stings whenever he would like try and make Devil's Tower like out of the mashed potatoes mm-hmm. or how the music Great scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> parodied perfectly in UHF. Terrible oh, job. Like so a great scene. <laughs> With the mashed potatoes or yeah. the giant model? He did. He did. He did a great job on the giant model. <laughs> yeah. terrible, I mean, a terrible job on his house. And a terrible job with the mashed potatoes. Uh, a pretty terrible is, job with his family too, if we're being honest. I, I have a lot to say about that towards the I end mean, of the movie. There's yeah. also it's also <laughs> the late seventies, but therapy is a good thing to talk about. Anything. Yeah. And and arrest is a good thing to talk about. Yeah. He, he did a lot more than just what he did to his family. Like that dude destroyed so much stuff oh going through there. Like I really like I really was like by the end of the movie I was very anti him. Like, <laughs> I, I was anti like, Roy. I was like, man, this guy's a nut. Like <laughs> like he's he's escaping from like prison right now by leaving with these aliens. <laughs> like he's lucky. Like <laughs> so. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? I mean, yeah, he's an asshole, but, like, is it possible that he and the other people who have been called to uh, the the aliens are being, in a way, possessed? Like, they're not fully in control of those urges? Basically, as they said... Because I think they do hint at that pretty no, strongly. No, no, no. I, I think that's totally yeah. what was happening. But I still felt like he's an asshole. He's still an no. asshole even with that <laughs> attitude. <laughs> Absolutely. Get away. You, he you're was, possessed, but you're still an asshole. He I was don't know. They barely present. other people being complete assholes. <laughs> even, <laughs> even before the first power blink, he was still like pretty distant mentally from his family. Yeah, and like the, yeah. the mom was like drawing. And like that's, you know, yeah. oh no, yeah. drawing, you know. But like he was like smashing through his family's window and like making his wife be like what the fuck and like making out with other women and like smashing through other people's property yeah. and stealing things and like i was just like Ooh, what like how much the duck wire i guess you call it duck wire because it was like chicken wire? Like, the fucking chicken wire like, Dude, oh are you kidding no me? Like, it's duck wire because those are ducks not chickens but isn't it the same wire we don't know. We don't know. Okay. It might be heavier gauge. And also, 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 <laughs> ducks have teeth. Chickens don't. And, add, duck, add and that... ducks have middle fingers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Possible. C- Cinema gems. You're a local duck expert. <laughs> uh, and um, oh, what about the oh? Why? Why did the eight year old cry when he made the mashed potato sculpture? <laughs> did you see that? One? Yo, I, I, my son would have, like, it, like, I know it's scary, <laughs> but, like, an eight-year-old, like, I know what eight-year-olds are like. They wouldn't sit, like, my son, like, my son would have, Hugh like, Jackman. My son, yeah, Hugh Jackman would have done something weird. <laughs> like, he wouldn't like, I, I was, I was just watching that, and I was just like, nah, nah, that's not an eight-year-old. Because, like, eight-year-olds don't sit there, like, come on, like, your dad is, like, like he he's gonna say something about his dad, like because mm-hmm. obviously 
Dreyfus wasn't abusive. No. You know, like, it didn't seem like... It's right. like, like, like you said, it sounded like right. he was disconnected. Yes. Right. It didn't sound like he was abusive. It didn't right. sound like he was mean. He just wasn't right. really there I mean, look, look paying at, attention look, to Look at everything he had in his house that he wanted... Oh. Yeah, like, like yeah, the models, comic book stuff, like that. Exactly. Yeah, uh, he was a giant kid. I'm sure. Yeah, and he just did not understand ha- him having kids. That, exactly. That's not, by the way, like PSA. That's not to say that having hobbies automatically makes you a bad parent. Just like balance the two. Yeah. You know, yeah. a little bit. Well, <laughs> balance them a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was I, I thought that was funny. Like the eight year olds sitting there crying and like, Mom, we want some dad. And that's the last time he saw him, right? Yep. Oh. Well. <laughs> Not wait with the mashed potatoes or the or the model. It was the it was the model. Yeah, yeah. yeah because the yeah, model because like he was throwing the stuff through the window and that's when they left. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "I'm gonna help Daddy," and I love it. Just yeah, the one kid. Yep, that's was it. Three kids that they had or yeah, four? Two two boys and a girl. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <clears throat> on, on the note of the kid crying, I could see, I, I could see the motivation behind that kid crying if the kid was older and that that look on their face, they're crying, they're like silence and stunned crying could be a like I know the energy of my mom and dad are mm-hmm. about to have a massive catastrophic fight and I can't say anything because it's going to trigger it like I know that look but you're right it doesn't look right on an 8 year old they're yeah. not old enough to process that quite yet well and also like it was, they weren't having like a breakdown fight right. they, they, they were eating dinner and dad just piled a bunch of mashed potatoes on his plate and he started making a sculpture yeah and the kids crying. Like, it wasn't like they were yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like they were, you know, nothing. Like, and I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I didn't see anything going on that I was like, wow. God, like, I can't how wait to do that. Like, I can't wait for <laughs> cinema therapy to cover Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> Have either of y'all watched their, their YouTube channel? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Go, like, seriously, go check out Cinema Therapy. Well, it's maybe we an should... actual licensed therapist and a filmmaker talking about movies. Maybe, and really cool. maybe we should. Uh, Tweet at, tweet them at this. I will right? absolutely tweet this at at yeah. Cinema Therapy yeah. because um, they're great. Their episode on Goodwill Hunting literally had me crying. Oh, uh, and then we and then we have the model, and he wakes up to Looney Tunes. Yeah, and feels very soothed by it. Obviously. <laughs> like he he was all about that. Like he was just like ooh. And then I love how he's like, it was his his daughter, right? He's like, hey, daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, makes a model, basically makes this giant, like, tower. Wow. He has no idea what it is, and then he sees it on the news after his wife goes insane and leaves. Which, but why the bank? Why was he throwing shit through the kitchen window? What? Go through the fucking door, man! Bricks, trees, like, what, what's wrong with you, man? What, Duck what, wire! What's wrong with you, yeah. Um... Did y'all know anything about Devil's Tower before this movie? I did not at all. I didn't think this was a well, real place until oh, really? I looked it up. I mean, look, I know from because I've seen this movie after it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew that it was it was a real place. Apparently, it's grown exponentially since the movie came out, like attendance. Yeah. So oh. I I actually learned about it as a child because I was really into Native American mythology. Oh hell yeah! And um, there's a lot of stories about about it in in Native American mythology. And there ahead. was I remember there was one story. I, I I don't remember the the people's names in in the uh, myths, right. but um, I, I think this was a Lakota story. It was from a book called. Tanwea and the Eagles, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember which which actual tribe it was, other than the Lakotas. Um, but I think there was a story in there about um, uh, 
a kid who had been separated from his mother and he was trying to get away from a bear and he kept running and running and running and running and running and he you know was completely out of energy and kind of like fell down and was praying to you know be saved from the bear and the, the ground just started rising up and the bear caught up and like started clawing oh at the wow mountain. and that's how the claw marks are in the size of the mountain like, like i said there's at yeah. least like Maybe like four or five stories that I've read that have to wow. do with this with this particular uh, landmass, but um, yeah, I, I, it, it's weird to like watch this movie and remember these stories. And I actually went like while I was watching the movie and went down and grabbed my copy of Tanwe and the Eagles and like because I it was you know I I loved collecting all my like books that I used to read in in regards to Native American mythology and like Greek mythology and like my Dulaires and all that kind of stuff and y'all um, Dr. Almont Kringle can't see my laptop screen he is somehow reading the Wikipedia article <laughs> almost verbatim well, it's you, fucking what impressive has a, what do you think as a doctorate he's, he's, he's filling <laughs> in the fucking gaps in this oh. loosely worded Wikipedia Native American culture article on Devil's Tower it's fucking amazing so I did want to mention this um, that Eric Perling, the original co-host of the show, um, I reached out to him and let him know that we were reviewing Close Encounters. It's also one of his favorite Spielberg movies. Nice. And he uh, he has a little, like, uh, he, it's not an audio message, but it's like an A little blurb to read input. what you um, So, um, I'm going to read it, like, verbatim. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much I can get down, uh, but uh, be sure to mention, what makes Encounters different from the class of aliens visiting an Earth movie is that it isn't a film about violence or one's defending a territory. It's about self-grandiose message of how mankind must be more than must be more wise and understanding. No, it's pure and simple communication. There is no villain per se, there is no misunderstanding. The entire the entirety to say is, Hello, how are you? Uh, also the movie is a lesson if you want to invade fatherhood by your soon to be ex wife uh, Go leave on an alien adventure because the courts can't get you <laughs> money, can't get any money out of you if you are on the planet. Yep. <laughs> Bonus homages to closing cards of the third kind. The wizard, the character, activates the Nintendo Power Glove by tapping the in a close encounter And also, I'm also mentioned, but the UHF with the mashed potatoes, a weird owl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no. Hell That's yeah. from Eric Perlain. And I liked uh, Jaws being played by the mothership. Right? <laughs> uh, that, that whole, we'll get to it when we get to it, but that whole duet between the synthesized yeah. oboe that's oh, actually already, a real oboe and the synthesized that. bassoon that's actually a real bassoon and a tuba, I believe. Nice. But we need to get to the globe. That's worth $25,000. Mm. Oh my god. And they immediately dent it. It's immediately like, dent it. It's like, why? Like, it, well, first of all, they kicked it. And then they and then they dropped it and rolled it out. But like, why did you need to move it? Like you you you, you only, can't wheel that thing over. Like well, it's not on a movable like, platform. Cool. Or just look where you're trying to go and exactly. get another one. Like I mean, like why no, did they you had have to, they <laughs> had to get it in the super well lit fancy glass room. It had to. There was to no just other. Sit it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. What, what happened afterwards? Did they just like put it back? They I smashed mean, it with yeah, a I hammer. Mean, yeah. I, no, I specifically I wrote down because listeners probably like it's not twenty five. They literally said it's a $25,000 globe. I remember that. (laughs) He's like, no, no, no. Uh, And then then I love how it could be a topographical map of of Montana. And did you hear? He said that, and then the older guy is like, 
give me a topographical map of Montana. <laughs> he said the same thing. It's like, okay, man. Like, he just said that. <laughs> um, Y'all get your story together before you do that. <laughs> uh, and then um, uh, they have the aliens basically steal Barry through the, try to steal him through the vents, try ah, to steal him through the chimney. Uh, I think Barry just dipped. Barry, <laughs> Barry was ready to go. Barry's like, Peace, I'm out. I'm surprised Barry came back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we, and then after that point, we get to see the mom who's taken by like the Air Force kind of thing to be like, "Hey, so aliens, this is an alien spaceship. Oh, that's what I saw. There's a phone through my my kid threw it in the back of the yard, and I took it with the Polaroid. It's like, what an asshole. This this gave me yeah. huge uh, Parks and Rec um, public forum vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all the crazy nuts going. My my uh, dog ate a mayonnaise sandwich in the park and it made him sick. Well, maybe you shouldn't have. Well, I've seen Bigfoot. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know the guy who plays Bigfoot. You know who he is? Who? He's old Bob Marley from Home Alone. Oh my god! Oh, wow. <laughs> I love cool. how he, that's why he looked familiar. I like how he throws the it. ashtray and he's like, and it stops. He's like thirty-seven foot inch foot. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like, oh, okay. 1951, 37 inch foot. What the fuck? Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> uh, basically after that we get to he makes art, and then the van pulls up and grabs. Like, doesn't the van grab him? Or am I thinking Who? of a different movie? I think you're thinking of a different movie because this is when he starts to drive into the now quarantining area That's where they're starting that, to get people out. When the when the when it's when they open up, like before he because he's to trying point. to get to Devil's Tower. He takes in off Wyoming. in the van and he's busting through all those fences yeah. and then and it I'll, creeps in. And yeah. I love how he's going. Okay, like you said, I mean before, the van. The he can't read a map. Station wagon. Station wagon. He, yeah. he can't read a map. Yeah. Right. That he borrowed. Right. So when he had the map. There was not a car in sight, and he puts the map up, and then hears horns and chucks it, and you see cars everywhere. It's like everywhere. Were you, could you not hear anything? Yeah. It's the seventies, dude. Motors are loud as hell. You, yeah, super loud. You know what not else exactly. is interesting is like usually this character is like an intelligent, reclusive scientist, right? Nope, not Richard Dreyfus. No, Richard Dreyfus is just like a alone. Dude. I don't know what. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's just like you know this this character typically is like this like. Smart guy that doesn't really hang around with people that much. He's just like kind of caught onto a line, and he's just like going for it. And it's like Richard Dreyfus is just like he, boom, just driving into things. Like ah! a dude who is enamored by something. Yeah, and so. the only reason I think, like, I I am kind of doubling down on my theory of there's some kind of they're, they're being influenced in a way is because he keeps looking at his weird. Uh, uh, dioramas and going there's something here It's in, there's something important and we cut to the French guy who's like there's something here it's there's something important I'm like okay wait what is making you say the exact same thing besides the script, the script? Um, also you, did Ed. you like how they were talking about they were like alright conspiracy it's a virus and I'm just like whoa like y'all came to that one way too quick <laughs> like way too quick oof now <laughs> Now, I, I just want to clarify, or I, I just would like to see if you guys have clarity on this. Mm. Those guys, were they coming up with a cover story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're coming up with what do we tell the public to get them and the literally, fuck out. Literally, it's yeah. like he said this exact, well, not exactly, but he said around about this. Um, I need uh, 300 square miles clean from every Christian city. Right. I remember that, yeah. Which I'm like, wow, man, does... I mean, right. it is Wyoming, so I'm pretty sure they're only Christians in the 70s out there. True that. Um, 
That yeah, the, those guys were all about okay. How Anthrax. Do we get people out of Anthrax. here, and then we get to see minimal panic. The Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly was all over the place. Yeah, I was surprised. Trucks, trucks, trucks. Piggly Wiggly. Thirty-one flavors. Must be smash. Uh, must be mashed potatoes in the secret. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Uh, uh, and then Piggly Wiggly, Coca Cola, and there was a McDonald's. It was Baskin Robbins. Yeah, oh, thirty-one yeah. flavors. Yeah. Um, oh my god. And then. I love how he's moving. That, that was Wendy's time. That wasn't McDonald's time. Oh, oh you're right. He's moving the. He's trying to move, like, he's talking to his wife and trying to move the, the top off, and he breaks it off, so and he's just like, they get the musical sting of, like, uneasiness, and he just stares at it. That's it. That's it. And then when he does it, as, as he's doing, it takes the top off, he does hit the Starship Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then. Uh, oh. Uh, the kite is a triforce. That the, the kite. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was totally a triforce. Cool. Okay, that's what I was like. What? Way before Zelda was ever a thing. Yeah. Um, and then they had said rail disaster. That's what they specified. Rail disaster at um, uh, Devil's Tower. Um, and I love how the I love how the guy's selling maps, 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 and masks. And I'm like, whoa, you're in the middle of nowhere. Why? <laughs> Why is it okay that I completely like masks? <laughs> and I know you noticed that the dog was wearing a mask. Yep. <laughs> Straight up. Even my dog wears a mask. Let's be honest. That dog's just sitting there like... I better get a good-ass treat after this. Um, and so, Roy we, and Jillian kind of get through whoa, all of whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We get to see Carl Weathers. We do Carl get to Weathers. see Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. They get through Carl Weathers' uh, amazing cameo and make it to the site just as UFOs are starting to appear in the sky. Which, by the way, I also wrote down that they thought it was all... He goes, this is all a, a, a mess up, you know, right? It's all fake. And I was like, whoa. Like, there's a conspiracy theory now? Like, this is where people got COVID conspiracy theory from is this movie. Hypothetically. I'm, I'm telling you, that's exactly where. Uh, and then... They they, they, they get, get to site A and they talk to French guy and, and that's when they get interrogated French, yeah. by everybody and they show literally a va- I think it's like twenty four people they show out photos and they're like these people are from here these people are from here why are they here mm-hmm. and then they get taken off in a helicopter but before the guy from L A and Barry's mom and mm-hmm. Richard Dreyfuss character run away. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see the French guy at the moment where he and stares. Wow, are these guys terrible at chasing three civilians? Oh, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Like three civilians, like out of breath, ambling up a mountain. They're probably what? Maybe middle age? Like maybe? After, I would say 30 ish. And you're talking about guys in the military. Yeah. And, and like, I also want to know, like, what were those weapons they were carrying? <laughs> Like, I saw one that looked like an AR-15 with, like, a bazooka on top of it. And I was like, what the hell is that? Like, and I mean, like... G.I. Joe. Yeah, and I, I'm talking about, like, the old school bazookas that are, like, this wide yeah. around. I was like, what is that? Uh, I and, couldn't recognize any of those things. Uh, and also, did you notice that when they captured them and brought them to the French Society A, that the birds, they must have gassed them because the birds knocked out? Yep. Yeah, that was pretty... The, the, they got to the birds pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, like... Because I, I remember it was like you saw them and then you turn around and then they're gone. <laughs> but then, because I watched that scene and it's it's a one shot scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's they what had I'm saying, to yeah. like they had to literally go somebody up. in the car. Yeah. Uh, but 
But basically, they did they did specify that it's a very heavy sleeping agent that they used on the cattle, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming the birds as well. Okay, and they'll wake up. So no birds were actually harmed in the no. making of this movie. They just used or, a heavy or cattle. Or, or cattle. They're just using anesthesia. Or the dog with the mask okay. on. Uh, well, the, that dog was safe. Yeah, he's um, chilling. Uh, and then, uh, also, by the way, I laughed so hard at myself for making this joke, but Escape from L.A. Because the guy in the from Los Angeles escapes. Great movie. Great wow. Movie. Snake Plissken. Um, I haven't seen that movie before. And then I love how he says, he, he can't get taken out. He gets taken out by EZ4, which is the thing they use. Mm-hmm. The sleeping agent, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get take out some smog from L.A., but he gets taken out by EZ4. He's like, I'm out. Uh, and then... Just, just sat there and took it, too. And then this is... So, we go up the we go up the Devil's Tower. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I guess he knew exactly, because he built the model, so he knew exactly how it was. Um, and is it me, or was it like Devil's Volcano? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like... So, so in the actual... It's supposed to be a plateau. In the actual thing, it's just a giant... Yeah. yeah there's tower, no... Straight up. There's no, like extra thing that extends out mm. it's literally just a tower because you can climb up it yeah and you can see the top yeah it's supposed to be flat yep uh and um i have this written down it says also tones are they accurate but maestro so that's where i'm gonna yeah. go ahead and let yes, you take it off and mm. go talk about this whole Frame. sequence Frame do do so yeah no they're they're fully accurate john talk, williams knew what the hell he was doing we'll talk about the jaws theme talk about wish, wish upon a star. <laughs> there, there's not that much of the jaws theme in there other than when when the uh the human control panel basically using a synthesized oboe which in john williams recording is actually a real oboe just kind of run through a filter is talking musically to the ships that are kind of speaking back with what sounds like a synthesized bassoon which yeah, in recording, he's actually a bassoon and a tr- tuba, I believe. Um, possibly a Barry sax? I don't know. But it's probably a bassoon and a tuba. Um, just run through a filter again. And the way they're talking to each other and that language starts to mash up and starts to kind of like click. And then they're finally on the same. It's a, it's a duet. It's a symphony. It's John Williams doing his thing. It's a precursor to the last 15 minutes of E.T. being a musical masterpiece. Could that actually, could that sound with the, with the ship going, could it actually break glass at that point? Uh, I, not on microphone. Okay. If you have a bassoon or a tuba on microphone, probably not. If you run them through several very powerful sound systems, who knows? <laughs> All I gotta say is that whole like technical readout when they were doing playing the music, that's such the 70s. Like that whole big back. I loved it. <laughs> I'm not saying anything wrong with it. I'm just saying because it was musically accurate across the board. This is uh, one of the few movies where the actual production department listened to every word that the music department had to say about visual details of how these musical concepts are represented visually. And it was perfect. And then we get the DVD cover uh, with the Devil's Tower and the big ass ship. Big ass ship. Big ass ship. And then we all get to see the model in the pictures that I'm showing. So wait, it was it was actually at the base of the tower? Uh, I think they're trying to say that it extended from the top a little bit. Because it's not that much that extended. No, in the, in the picture, in that top picture, it shows the little area where they were at the base of the tower. Yeah. And then the... No, no, because that... So I think they're trying to say is that behind 
like behind, so it would be from behind here, mm -hmm. that there's a little plateau kind of thing, mm -hmm. a little bit further down than that. Oh. That's what I'm thinking because they had to build it, so they had to have that model in order to show. Because I remember there was that little runway at the end, and I was like, well, "What are they? What are they exactly trying to do with oh, that?" Like, there's a 1970s layout of the musical instrument, and look, the scene in India. Yeah, would you I, like to read this? Cool scene. Would you like to read that? That one, because I feel like that's up your alley. Uh, it's a quote from this huge book of uh, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. A retrospective, forward by Spielberg. Jaws is a movie I could have played on a toy xylophone, but Close Encounters made it me stretch further. It required all 88 keys. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. That's actually, I've played the score from Close... Yeah, no, it's complicated. Uh, and then, so Big Ass Ship, they got the sound effects that break, and also the Jaws theme, and then random people come out. Like, people, like, as we see as in the flight from Fort Lauderdale. Including the terrible kid who yeah. can't stop running away from home. Mm -hmm. Immediately like, runs back into his mother's arms. And then I like that we actually But it's sad to see his friends go away. The specification that Einstein could have been one of them? Because they one even mentioned Yeah, because yeah, they, yeah, they I, mentioned they were like, Einstein could have been one of them. This movie would, would have been made a little bit later. I bet Elvis would have been one of them. <laughs> Elvis should have been. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they come up and basically they have these people that are trained in red jumpsuits. Like they literally pull people from like the Green Berets, the military, like every branch yeah, of the military. They have their files and they're making sure like, okay, you are this person. Cool. Check. You're and, this person. And they cool, have their little check. overnight bags. Yeah. <laughs> and then Richard Dreyfuss, they're just like, okay, cool. You're coming too. Let's go. They put in Richard Dreyfuss and he looks so fucking short compared to Let's everyone go, else. Short fat. I, I love the insane optimism of how prepared the government was for this. <laughs> yeah, uh, like they had a suit for Dreyfus. Ready, <laughs> ready, to, go. ready to go. And then uh, the aliens, the is, the little children come up. Your favorite scene. Do you want to oh. talk about your favorite children scene? Yeah, so, you know, like... I have a picture of that, too. Yeah, when, when, when I you know watched it when I was young, like, obviously, like, I'm just terrified to see aliens, you know? Like, the whole concept of the aliens is like, ugh! These aliens right here? And so, yeah, so, like, watching this movie and, like, being, like, forearmed with the knowledge that uh, the little aliens that come off of the ship were actually local elementary school girls. From Montana? Yeah. is just, like... <laughs> or Wyoming, or it, 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 it made it so much yeah. funnier because, like, you see them, like, kind of tottering around <laughs> like little, little kids. Like, it, it, it's super funny, but, like... You know, it never rang funny when I was a kid. Like this wasn't funny with the giant, yeah, like armed so so alien. Like, like yeah, our, our our movies here, like you know, obviously we got ET in this, right? right. Those are those are the big like friendly alien movies, right? Any um, other director other than Spielberg would have made this a lot scarier. Yeah, like it would have <laughs> at least thrown something in. Like I mean, this carried over for me. Like I still saw movies like Fire in the Sky. And I was like, which, you know, obviously was more yeah. adult and, like, intentionally scarier. But, like, this is where, this movie is where that fear came from. And so, like, watching this movie as a child and not knowing that these are elementary school kids who are probably, like, pretty close to me in age when I saw the movie um, was pretty weird. Um, you know, like, I was afraid of it. And then when I watched it, I was just like, oh, uh these are just kids walking around in alien suits. That's how I feel about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, God, this is scary as a kid. Yeah. What? I was scared of this? Yeah, like, what? Uh, and then we get to see Slender Man, I guess, kind of. The giant, like, long-armed alien, long-legged alien. And I guess he got a tuxedo afterwards on Earth? 
I'm going to go ahead and say this isn't Slenderman because he's not currently wearing a tuxedo. But you know what? Maybe his dad. I don't know. <laughs> his dad. Which which one was the one that's related to E.T.? Oh, I don't know. Was it the guy, was it the one with the head like E.T. I kind think so. of? Yeah, that was, uh, I think The one at the end, right? Yeah. Like the, Are the aliens in E.T. supposed to be the same as the aliens in this? No, but there was one particular no. alien that was used he, as the model. For yeah, he, oh, okay. yeah he, that's when they, he's like, I want it this way. So she worked cool. on it like that. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, and then um, they uh, they give they give Richard, Dre- Richard Dreyfus a choice. Do you want to come with us or do you want to stay? And what does he do? Just steps. Gets out. He's like, yo, Leaves. I got I'm out. Bye. I got some cases about to drop on my docket. <laughs> um, I just left my wife and I made out with another woman uh, before I came here to hang out with you aliens. Um, I also uh, have been <laughs> neglecting my children. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have destroyed a lot of public property. Um, I'm on the run from the law. Uh, can I go with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I really like... I was watching this movie and I swore I was expecting to see like a scene like right after the credits started rolling with Dreyfus sitting in a like a jacuzzi with like bubbling purple liquid <laughs> and like naked aliens all around and just sitting back smoking like a slug or full something on. like that. <laughs> full <laughs> on Com- Commander Shepard <laughs> from Mass Effect. Uh, and also by the way this movie did one uh, an Oscar for Best Sound Effects in 77. Shocker. Let me Not let me uh, best sound effects editing and best cinematography, as well as a BAFTA for best production design. Which does not surprise me for any of those three that Spielberg won. Uh, did not win any Golden Globes. Did win a Saturn Award for best music. Hell yeah, John Williams. Of course. You would be okay with that. John Williams doesn't have any more room on his shelves. So, <laughs> let's go ahead and we have a rating system here on the podcast. We have a full Jim and Amazing movie, half Jim and Alright movie, no Jim a horror movie. But right here, before you go, we have to let Dr. Almond Crinkle himself. Yeah, no, he gets priority, 100%. Go. So, you give a full Jim and Amazing movie, half Jim and Alright movie, no Jim a horror movie. What do you give Close Encounters of Third Kind? The 45th anniversary of Close Encounters of Third Kind. I mean, it's it's close encounters, you know. Like I, I think I had some personality issues with with my man Dreyfus, but um, you know, it's 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 a gem. I mean, it's it's definitely it's it's a classic science fiction movie. Um, it's one of those movies that was the basis for so many other movies. Um, it was an example. It was a trendsetter. It was, um, I mean, it was it was beautiful. I I I I didn't love watching it. Um, necessarily my second time. Um, it's left an impression all my life from when I was a child. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a classic movie. I, I can't, I, I could never hate on such a classic movie. Um, but it, it, it was, it, it, it did, as, as I've heard earlier today, it did feel a bit like a chore, um, mm. getting to the good stuff in the movie. And I, I didn't remember a lot of the beginning from like, I, I think it was okay. like mostly the aliens that like, flash me out so i'm i'm full gem all the way you know like i i love this movie and it was something i grew up with so thank you it's a hallmark and i'm glad that you uh that when i offered to talk to you about this you immediately were like yeah like i'm down with it yeah i have a lot to say about it but like <laughs> long long alien scare shit <laughs> um Go ahead, but my show. Full Joe, an amazing movie, half Jim and Ari movie, no Jim, a horrible movie. So I'm just letting you know now, I will not lose respect for you at all. At all. I'm just letting you know. Bear with. No, no, no. Bear with. I need to give this. 
But Eric Proling, the original co-host, <laughs> will probably be pissed at what you're answering. I'm, I'm going to surprise both of you with my oh, answer. Ready? <laughs> okay. I'm going to surprise both of you. Because, yes, it was a little bit of a tour to get through. But I will say that, like, yes, beyond John Williams' amazing, iconic music, for which I have listened to way more times than I've actually watched the movie, watching the movie, this feels like the most realistic depiction of how not an alien invasion or alien encounter would work, but a realistic portrayal of human responses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to that. Definitely. Uh, so for that, it's a whole ass jam. That was actually pretty dope. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Props. I'm just, just going to specify, it's a full gem. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is one of my favorite Spielberg movies. I've watched this countless times. Um, yes, it is a it is a chore. but three. But so was Lawrence of Arabia. So are so many other iconic yeah. movies of the time that because they were they had insane budget, insane funding, they were just given as long as you need. Just yeah. like make the movie as long as you need to. Also, uh, can you get the ukulele ready? Oh shit! Do I have it in here? Hold I on. mean, I'll be honest. I I watched Endgame like four times, and that's like three hours. <laughs> Or I love when I love an Endgame when they're like, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Come on, <laughs> come on. So wait, Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> um, so we have a special segment on here live that I don't think Dr. Alma Kringle has ever heard. <laughs> um, so we're gonna go. ahead. We literally do this play every it. time, every time and on air. So this is a quarantine watch list. It's so the do- quarantine watch list. Watch your watch when you were all alone, but I wasn't alone. I was with the dogs. Close enough. <laughs> so, Dr. Armand Kringle, do you have anything on your quarantine watch list? Um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of weird stuff. Um, I actually just uh, was watching the uh, the boys animated, the Diabolical. How is that? Uh, is that I'm the very tempted. Series? Yeah, um, it's because uh, I'm I'm very much anticipating the new season. Of it. I, I want to yeah, go back was, and rewatch season two. I was Stormfront's fucking awesome yeah. and terrible, but awesome. <laughs> I was I I've been reading about uh, Jensen Ackles and I, I'm yeah. very curious. Is he um, supposed to be the lamplighter? No, uh, or he's the American. soldier boy, Captain soldier America. Boy, soldier boy. Yeah, he's the Captain America. You. Type. Yeah, <laughs> um, yo. So, so yeah, I, no, I, it's it's you, <laughs> you. Oh, sorry, I didn't specify. Of right. the two of us, painfully white people, you are the more painfully white person in the room right now. I'm okay with that. Uh, it's it's really interesting though because um you know like pay pay attention when you watch it because. From what I understand, they're all directed by different people. Um, they all have oh. like different like special guest stars, like Aquafina's in one of them, which was oh pretty interesting. Um, they all have different animation styles, um, and so I, yeah, I, I felt like it took me on a little a little trip. Um, it wasn't as much as I wanted. Um, cool. It was it was pretty, you know, it's definitely a, a appetizer. Have um, you watched any of their YouTube bits with their Vault News? Things they do little no, but that's things. very similar. I'm sure that that's very similar to what this is. Is, yeah. uh, is the is the guy from Breaking Bad still the one of the central voice voices of Vaught? It it depends oh, on God, which one God. it is. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're all very. It's not it's not a series. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's is it like vignettes. is it is it yeah. like Star Wars anime like their own? It's like the the 
Animatrix. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah it's vignettes. Like that, yeah. It's little things and that are. It's just not enough of them. Barely connected. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're they're just little stories, and I think there's only one with the butcher in it. It's all, it's mostly random people. That's one of the best characters. I love show. Billy the Butcher. Yeah, it's fantastic. So much fun. I, I think the casting in that show is just incredible. awesome. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm really. Well, when is that coming out? Uh, G- the beginning of June. Tur- turns out the actor from uh, uh, Homelander is a little bit of an asshole, but. Oh yeah! Did you hear uh, a couple weeks ago he got into a. Altercation. He was arrested uh, in Spain. Uh, yeah, for hitting drunken, a server. Yeah, drunken. Being drunk and disorderly. The Flash just got caught in Hawaii. Oh yeah. No, no. But the best part is, is he got caught in Hawaii. But he was also given a not a just a random posh, not posthumous, but a random Oscar from the fans from the best moments in, in movie history of that year. And he was in a fight the same night. And it's just like, wow. What the fuck? Come on, my dude. Wow, Ezra Miller. Um, and also, do you have anything for your corner? Because I have, I have t- stuff that I'm ready to just Gla- shotgun out. Gladys and I just start. this is my second time watching it, except I never finished it. Uh, we're just starting to watch Netflix's series on unfortunate events because one okay. of the, our favorite YouTubers, Seth Myers, did a little animated, uh, catch up about it. Uh, just like a breakdown of what it is without spoilers, which... And it's another YouTube plug. Alex Myers, he's great. He has an animated channel. He's awesome. But he d- broke down uh, a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. The one with Neil Patrick Harris, mm-hmm. not uh, Jim Carrey. Jim, yeah. The one with... Although uh, I don't hate the Jim Carrey one as one much as Krunk? other people do. Yeah. The yeah. one with Crunk? Yes, the one with, uh, with uh, Patrick Warburton as Lemony Snicket. Yeah, the narrator or whatever he's supposed so, to be. So, basically, Lemony Snicket is his pen name. His, his pen identity okay. uh, is not the real person, which is why the voice can change from uh, series to series. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know it changed. But this, this portrayal of the fictional Lemony Snicket is Patrick Warburton, and he's great. The whole tone of the series is so dark, but it's delivering terrible news with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the whole series, and it's great. <laughs> All right. Ray? What Go. you got? All right. Uh, I watched a documentary on Prime called Killing Jimmy Hoffa. It came out in 2015. That's and they're actually still trying to excavate his body from where they think that it was. Which is insane. Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, about midway through season two. Are you watching this on Paramount Plus? Yep. Thank okay. you again for your password. Mm, oh, no problem. Paramount Plus don't charge me anymore. <laughs> um, also, The Lonely Guy with Steve Martin and Charles Grodin. Okay. Uh, it's basically, it's the 80s in New York. Everybody's in a relationship, and... Charles Grodin is the lonely one? No. Steve Martin is. Weird. With Charles Grodin as his friend who's balding in that in the movie. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna get you, sucker. You dirty mother. 1988. Uh, also, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Hell yeah. And Star Trek VI. I love playing this game with you. Star Trek VI. Which Star Trek movie is that? <laughs> Whenever I mention Star Trek movies. I mean, I know it's not Wrath of Khan. <laughs> I I just get confused between the whale and the, and the camping. Search for Spock. Uh, voyage. Uh, or, or voyage uh, home. Voyage home. The final frontier. The God movie. Yeah. What's six? I don't know. The undiscovered country. Okay. Voyage home is the whales. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love I love playing this game with him late at night because we always just try and outdo each other. <laughs> That's on brand. I mean, I've seen all of them. I just don't. I just don't uh, have basically, if you watch Star Trek Six now, it's an allegory for the fall of the Berlin Wall. Cause, oh, okay. Because the Klingons 
are making peace with the Federation. Cool. Okay. Uh, oh, that did not mean for that to uh, bend the way it did. Uh, also, Star Trek Discovery Season 2, I just stopped watching because I hit a wall. Like, I was like, I'm mm. done. I'm done. I'm uh, about to jump into uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, that's what I'm I want. I was very excited too. for that. Uh, also, um, Anastasia, 1998. Uh, the one with Frasier in it. Uh, and also Hank Azaria. The Anastasia, animated. the animated one. Yeah. yeah, with Christopher Lloyd. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Hank Azaria is Batroc, uh, the, the Bat. The Leaper? I believe the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like how I knew where you were going. I do. Yep, okay. Yeah. And then also Fraser. Also, it's Bartok, by the way. <laughs> it's named after the composer Bartok, which is why he's a bat. know that. Um, it's why he's which, a bat. Okay. Which, by the way, apparently, according to Patron, is it Batrock or ba- Bartok? Bartok is is the honorable Tesla, and I'm sorry, no, that's that's the Phantasm Frida, and the other dog, the animator dog, that is the uh, the honorable oh, Tesla. Oh, uh, uh, also I Star Trek, the dog's name, Star but... Trek Enterprise, Puka, I think is his name. Or something. Oh, okay, probably. Uh, it's Star- not named after a Russian composer, so I have no idea. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, Star Trek Enterprise, I've been watching episodes here and there, like the good episodes. And you know what? I understand it's bad, but it really tried so hard to be good. Yeah. It really tried. I it tried up. so fucking hard. I, I want to watch Picard. I really want to watch Picard. I started watching, um, oh, what is it? The Halo series. Oh, really? Oh, it's bad. It's, it's is, absolute Peter dog Jackson shit. still help that? Or no, he... not at all. Oh, He's okay. very detached from this project. Oh, okay. This has nothing to do with Peter Jackson. This is ever so slightly better than the uh, Forward Unto Dawn live action thing that they tried years ago when like Halo 4 came out. Oh, This okay. is just ever so slightly better than I that. I remember Red vs. Blue. Yeah, is it better oh, than God, Red vs. Blue? Oh, God, I love Red Red vs. Blue was great! Okay. You shut your Didn't damn mouth. Didn't they have like 10 seasons is... of that show? Uh, okay, Red vs. Blue was great while they were in Blood Gulch. Yeah. <laughs> after that it's just like it kind of took on an, its own life after that because the <laughs> Rooster Teeth Animation Studio is getting real creative because they were starting up Ruby and that's a whole other thing but don't you dare shit on Rooster Teeth Animation <laughs> Studio I will get GLaDOS in here on your ass I'm not saying anything wrong with it I'm just saying you know whatever but that's <laughs> fine uh, also Muppets Most Wanted the better one the better two of the Muppet movies that came out it is me big yeah. I'm here for you. Constantly. I will say that is the better of the two, but I feel like I like the first one better than most people do, just because I love Jason Siegel. <laughs> I see. I feel the opposite. I feel like that Muppet of him or whatever, whatever that dude Muppet Walter. Yeah, I, th- I I really don't like him. I don't know why. Like, so so this he is was a... the most annoying part of the movie. Yeah. But so it was it. still a fun movie to me. I don't know so, why. So Muppets Muppets Most Wanted is a Muppet movie for Muppet fans. The yeah. Muppets. Is a Muppet movie to draw in new people okay. that haven't seen. The I think that's fair. Okay. Uh, also, our flag means death, which just got renewed yeah. for season two. That's not. I good. need to watch that. Yeah. I've heard so many good things I like, about I like it, show. and also, I just love everything Taika Waititi ch- touches. Also, Alice. Uh, it's a black exploitation movie set in nineteen seventy the nineteen seventies. She is an Anna, she thinks she's an Ella, Annabellum times breaks off the plantation realizes nineteen seventy seven. Meets Common. Common shows her around. Shows her uh, Pram Greer movies. So it's The Village, but better. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's, it's called Alice. No, but who, who's the, who plays... Oh, uh, Kiki 
Uh, oh, Palmer? Yeah. Oh, wow. oh nice. Uh, I personally love this movie. I literally was the only one of two other people in the theater to watch this movie. It was fucking great. Absolutely loved it. Sonic 2. Did you hear Kiki Palmer went after Bill Murray the other day? What? They were filming some movie together and she said that he was just unprofessional and didn't come on time and like started all this trouble. Damn. I mean, that's classic Bill Murray. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Yeah. Uh, Sonic 2. Uh, Shout out to Bill Murray who's listening. <laughs> Did you know he don't has he doesn't have an agent? He has a one eight hundred number, and you leave a voicemail, and he calls you. That's Bill what? <laughs> um, that's crazy. But Sonic Two, uh, whatever the colon is, Electric it's, Boogaloo. Yeah, it's good. It could have been fifteen to twenty minutes less than what okay. it was. Should I go see this? No, as you my have first to. Movie? You have to. You so, said you're going to so, book in the pandemic. So it's, the last movie I saw. Before the pandemic hit, was Sonic the Hedgehog one? Ooh, word! Oh, yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I have to. Like this is the first yeah. movie I'm gonna see out of pandemic. Yeah. I still haven't gone back to a theater since then. I went and saw. I need Spider-Man. to because Spider Man. Um, but I, oh, Doctor God. Strange. That's one I'm excited yeah. for too. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that we were that close to the end of April, but yeah, yes, we are. That's true. Um, and also. Uh, Idris Elba plays Heimdall as Knuckles. As Knuckles, yeah. And it's perfect casting. Is it great? Perfect okay. casting. Okay. Also, uh, there's another, there's a documentary uh, by Bright Sun Films on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys, it's like. I, I love their channel. They so did something does, recently about uh, Six Flags. That's that's the documentary I'm talking about, Close Hell from yeah, Storm. cool. It's on. Oh, I have seen that. I yeah. have seen that. Uh, it's really it's cool great. and interesting. Also, to be a local person and to realize, yeah, like it's like, oh gosh. Also, Brockmeyer, uh, Hank Azaria's live action. Um, I don't know if you've it's live action. Yeah, so he did this. From I've heard of. I've heard of. 2017 that. to 2020. Yeah. Okay. And I watched the first season when it came out, and then I I couldn't. I didn't know when it was coming on, so I just waited till it was done. And it's four seasons. That is a epic roller coaster of a series where it's good. They. It's really good. He comes to New Orleans. The character basically gets shattered into pieces. They fix him in season three, and then they just jump ahead ten years in season four. And it's it's eight, literally eight episodes each season, 26 minutes each episode. Go watch it. It's amazing. Okay. To me, that's probably one of Hank Azari's best roles besides the Simpsons voices that he does. Okay. And also, fuck the shrimp from the birdcage. Okay. Um, Atlanta season three got weird as hell. Well, I just started watching season two last night. Oh, season three! I, I'm I need I, to start season two. I just two. Uh, I just got to the part where Cat uh, Williams comes out of the <laughs> house with the alligator or the caiman. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, season three gets super fucking weird. They're in the Netherlands. Oh boy! Have you ever seen a movie called Sorry to Bother You? Yes. Okay. Fucking love should, that movie. should I watch? I've, yes. I've had this on my on one of my oh. Netflix or something. Yeah, because what's while. his face? Uh, what's his face? Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, he is. He does his white person voice is. Yeah. Okay. Marketing. I know about this. And cool. uh, and it's played by David. Uh, David. Is it, oh, fuck the guy. Not David best, or Yellowo. No, the guy who's best friends with Bob Odenkirk, who did the Mister Show. Oh yeah. Um. Dave, uh, He's the guy from Bob and David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, from uh, Arrested Development. <laughs> I blew myself. I blew myself. <laughs> David something, man. Oh Cross. god, that, that's Cross. it. Yeah, David Cross. Yeah, I. 
This is unfortunate. Also, Back to the Future. I mean, not Back to the Future. Um, Men in Black 2. Because um, he's in that scene. And and that's Army Hammer, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and uh, the Valkyrie. Um, yeah. Tessa Thompson. Oh, you're talking about, oh, yeah. you're talking about uh, the number three or whatever it is. Huh? I was talking about Men in Black 2. You're talking about Men in Black 4 or whatever the fucking... The no, new no, shit. No, sorry to bother you. Oh! Yeah. Okay, sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I no, thought we were I'm, still on Men in Black. No, no. I I'm missed on, the exit. You're, you're on Damn. completely different... I'm on the same page as Dr. Alma. I, I jumped off the here. train yeah. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I also watched this documentary on... Neb- uh, not Nebula. On a Curiosity Stream called Tuna on Tour. And they basically, when the 2020 Tokyo Olympics was happening, or the 2021 Tokyo Olympics was happening, they basically moved this fish market across town because they wanted to build the stadium there. And it's a look and an aspect of, some of these people have been doing it their entire lives. And they're just like, I'm not, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. So they're taking the money that the government gave them and just living off. Some of them are re- relocating, and it's a brand new built facility. But it's really good, and I didn't realize it was going to be that fucking good. It's okay. called Tuna on Tour. So, so before we go today, I want you to. Oh, I'm up. still. I still got stuff to do. While, while you're still reading those off, I want you to check your Gmail because I think we have a we have an email at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. By the way, you can send us all your comments, concerns, criticism. Holy recipes. crap, we do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Hey, look at that one. Oh, okay. We'll read that. Told you. Um, History of the World, History of the World Part One uh, with the Mel Brooks movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patron's the first time Patron's seen it, and she she laughed a little bit, but not as much as I thought she would. <laughs> not as much as you wanted it, Ted. Also, I saw the Batman. Mm. Uh, uh, okay. I saw it too. I, I haven't seen this yet. I'm about to renew my HBO so I can watch it. I liked it. I didn't love it like most people did. I loved it. Cool. I, I I was really impressed with Pattinson. I he cool. did an amazing job. I thought yeah. Zoe Kravitz did an amazing job. I, I liked everybody. How Colin Farrell as the Penguin? You couldn't even notice it, man. Not right. no no. I mean you you can sit and like. Yeah, and like, be like, stare at him, and like, on? yeah, what? you, st- you st- I, I don't see it. Like, I, I just still don't see it. Like, How I, was Andy Serkis as Alfred? That's the thing I've been most curious. I about. absolutely thought he was a great addition to the cast. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was good. I mean, Alfred wasn't very important in the movie. Ooh, get but, us I mean, more but, Alfred in these Batman movies. Uh, and also, Zoe Kravitz is really good. The only person I had a problem with was Paul Dano, the Riddler, uh, only because. I wanted to watch a Batman movie. I didn't want to watch an homage to David Fincher movies. Like Batman beating people's ass. But if that you think about great. it, that's the perfect way to handle the Riddler in a gritty, I, realistic Gotham where everything is turned and to that's shit. Why He's clearly a serial killer. Oh, I thought he was great. He was great. I thought I, I, Jeffrey Wright was amazing. I thought Jeffrey Wright was incredible. Jeffrey oh, Wright I can't was, wait to see besides Jeffrey Wright. Gary Oldman. I loved Oldman, him in literally everything he's been in, he's especially great. Besides Westworld. Gary Oldman, oh I feel like he's the best Commissioner Gordon, not Commissioner yet, I guess. It's a very, very, um, very classic, like... Film noir? Well, I was going to say a very classic Batman, like, Batman rolling around with Gordon. So yeah, Batman like, Year like One. Not, not just like, not just like you see Batman doing all this shit and then... He pops Go to Gordon up. and be like, hey, Gordon, blah, 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 get me out of here. And then he fucks and off and does his own And then he does whatever, like, it's not that, it's it's like, you, you, you actually see them, like, 
going and meeting up and like going out, like no. <laughs> going to chill. <laughs> I, I I liked it, but like I said I don't love it as most people do because it's very nihilistic for me. And when I want to watch nihilism, I watch yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Sure, fair, sure, totally um, fair. I didn't want to watch a David Fincher movie. I don't want to watch Usual Suspects. I don't want to watch. Um, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of it. Uh, the one with seven. Yes, that one as well, and also the Zodiac Killer. Cool. Like to me, I'm like, oh, it's cool, it's great. He's an influencer, and I'm great about that. You're making me want to watch this movie more. But it's also I watched it in three parts. Yeah. I had to watch it. It's a three hour movie. It's 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 a big movie. Um, there 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 are parts where you're like, eh, but I didn't think there were that many parts. And like, honestly, oh no, only three hours. I'm fairly certain I've had to watch longer movies for this podcast. <laughs> but the best part about it is, is I like this movie you could have gone and seen in theaters. Like I would personally have Re- not gone in theaters and seen this. Movie. Re- remind me how long Lawrence of Arabia three was. Three hours and forty five minutes, and not okay. one Batman in it. Yeah, that's, that's very disappointing. Just Peter O'Toole just I, being weird. I just yep. thought it was weird how much damage he took. Peter O'Toole or Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Had to go there. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Pattinson took a lot of damage in this movie, and I don't, I didn't see the technology in the suit to really cover that. Um, also, his car kind of looked like he drag raced on the. Ooh, side. but that car sounded like God was taking a shit. <laughs> Team watch list. Okay, go ahead. Um, Gladys and I just finished our yearly uh, once a year rewatch of the most adorable anime ever made, Oron High Oron High School Host Club. Okay, it's nice. just fucking wholesome. It's one season long. It's like twenty four. Legend of the Overfeed. <laughs> <laughs> no, the most wholesome anime ever. <laughs> Neon Shampoo. That's what I was thinking. The most wholesome anime ever. Neon Genesis Evangelion. No. No. <laughs> Jesus, how to have an existential so, crisis? So is it good? Did it live up? It's it's amazing. It's better on every rewatch because oh, I notice nice. more things that like this is a show that starts off kind of like Avatar. Starts off. Very episodic with isolated incidents of just the group being adorable. And then as the series goes on, it starts to get more real. And the things you think were just them being adorable, spur of the moment, are actually, like, consequential things. Mm -hmm. And all these characters who, like, act this adorable way actually come from dark-ass backgrounds. And all have real heavy shit happening right behind them in their family life. They're all escaping Mm -hmm. doing this host club. And it's fucking great. Mm -hmm. It's great every time I watch it. Absolutely Super recommend this anime. Super dope. And then also the last thing is I'm almost, um, I'm, about, I'm more than halfway done of season three of Everybody Hates Chris. Okay. Um, nice. And I remember why, apparently I watched the show a lot more than I remember. Because there's some scenes where I'm just like, whoa, I remember this like, I'm, I'm still watching, I'm like, it's season three, I was like, holy shit, I watched a lot more of this show than I remember. <laughs> That's funny you're watching that because I'm actually watching Abbott Elementary too, oh, which has which, him yeah. as an adult. I've uh, heard a lot of really good things about that. How is that? Oh, JD Rock funny. says it's really good. He's like, he's like, it's dark and heavy, but it's good. Yeah, it's cool. pretty funny. I like it. Um, like and it. also, I wanted to get your viewpoint on this because you have never stared me wrong on a series. I told Patron after I'm done with Everybody Hates Chris, I want to start Miami Vice, the original 1984. Man, I don't know when the last time I watched. Like, as much of my... Like, because I know I, I caught it, and I, I'm familiar with Miami Vice, but 
I don't know that I was really watching it when it was on. Um, I yeah, I mean, I I would want to see that Cause too. Because you, you told me Knight Rider, and I finished Knight Rider. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple I would like to go back and watch, like Magnum PI. I, Magnum PI was definitely one of them. Um, I've been trying to go back and watch Fringe. That's not an '80s one or '90s one, but um, Fringe. Yeah, yeah. the okay, 2000, yeah. the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's a fun sci-fi show. Yeah, but I, I think I think that would be cool. Um, I've always wanted to go back and watch The Fall Guy. Oh, oh, or yeah. a six million dollar man, or something. <laughs> oh like yeah, that. I just love the robot chicken six million peso man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I, used to, I did used to watch those a lot. But then it, they actually equated it to it's the three hundred thousand dollar American, <laughs> three hundred thousand dollar American man. Um, and also we have some news. We have some news. No, no. Three, two, one, and could be in the Jack Bauer story could not be done according to Kiefer Sutherland they could come back for another series or something mm, would you want no, that no nah. <laughs> um, it, also, not for a while unsubscribe also Paramount Plus uh, has given in as far as I know in Europe um, free access to refugees from Ukraine to Nickelodeon for their children to oh, swap. cool that's dope um, also Andrew Lincoln could be in the MCU as this is Andrew Lincoln from Walking Dead he would be a good Reed Richards or Doctor Doom yeah I could see him as either that could be that could be pretty cool also um you know my love for Doctor Doom so (laughs) so uh, also what if he went bald and was Professor Xavier or do we already know they're doing Patrick Stewart as Professor X well that's well, Doctor I mean, Strange too, and all the cameos that you yeah. that are going to get cut randomly for no reason. Yeah, cool. that's that's. I, I I still wouldn't mind uh, McAvoy though. Yes, yeah, he was great. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw what I sent you today about the Paramount Plus book of making. I didn't get to watch it yet. Yeah. Your favorite person in the entire world, Miles Teller, is in that movie. Miles <laughs> Teller, um, Chicago Dreams. <laughs> also, uh, another what the fuck news. A Florida man. I'm just going to start off with this. Florida, Florida man. man. Florida man. Watches Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times and sets the world record for watching it in theaters. Florida right. man. Did Florida man get paid for that? <laughs> I don't know. Did Florida man pay for that? Did Florida Ooh. man live in the theater? Did he have an A-list that he was just like, I'm just going to go. Does Florida man have proof? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, we're talking about In Memoriam. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Liz Sheridan, Jerry's mom. From Seinfeld, Aww. and also Alf passed away. Oh, uh, what? Uh, she's she was the mom in Alf. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Your wording oh, was kind of confusing. I thought you said Alf passed away. I was like, wait, you know, wait a minute. You know, he was like he's, a, he's a, a puppet, fictional right? character. Right? What? Actually, wait. No, we have to rewind. Doctor Al McGrew, you do know who we're talking to, right? It's Alf, right? Um, I mean, and also. You say little the alien from Melmac. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and also Estelle Harris, George Costanza's mom, passed away um, at the beginning of April, and Liz Sheraton died literally two weeks after her. Mm. And I'm just like, I was, I was, I was like thinking, I was like, maybe they made a pact. They're like, hey, if you go, that. I'm not going to be far behind. I could see that. Um, also, TV bites. Uh, Sally Draper is getting her own Mad Men spinoff set in L.A. 
I never cool. watched Mad Men. I never really got into Mad Men. I tried like a season because there were a few actors in there that I really liked already. Um, but eh, not my thing. Uh, like uh, Christina Hendricks yeah. and Allison. Uh, I was rewatching. Uh, I was rewatching uh, Firefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's thirteen hours of bliss. That's just amazing. Yeah, uh, disappointing amazement. Also, Groff <laughs> Sauce, your favorite yeah. person in the John the Groff. Uh, he said, the, the original uh, uh, King George the Third. Mindhunter season three could still happen. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Very excited. I'm like, damn. I still haven't seen Tomb Raider yet. Is he in that? No, I don't. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, so. Also, um, Dead Boys is probably it could be on HBO Max. Um, I think that's a, a comic book. Um, and also, did you hear that uh, Marshall Marshall Ali is out? And no. Tyrese Gibson is in to play Blade. No. Man. I mean scheduling conflicts. I, I, I nothing nothing to do with creative differences. It's scheduling conflicts for uh Marsh uh Ali. I don't I don't want to see Tyrese. I, I don't I'm not hating. I think Tyrese, Tyrese Gibson's more of like a shocker persona than like a blade persona. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I thought, you know, I, I like Bokeem Woodbine as a shocker. I just, um, he was, you know, Transformers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the movie I think I started noticing him in. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I'm not going to hate on him. I mean, I, I, I'll give him a shot. Because you know what? I wasn't excited to see Pattinson as Batman either. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to I mean, just so. look how people did with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll, we'll see. Like, we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it all depends on the writing. Mm. It all depends on uh, the, the, the collaboration between writers, yeah. directors, actor. Um, and also, we're going to go ahead and go into uh, dip into the mailbag real quick. Dip cool. into the mailbox. I don't um, have a jingle for that. Sorry. You should have one. Do, 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 mail. There you go. Uh, Bear Bear, who uh, who uh, asked us to review um, the last unicorn. Yes, uh, she's like, I want you to do the last unicorn. We're like, okay, cool. Yep. I think I read it out on air one time, and it we and it was, I think it was the week before we were originally supposed to record. We're just like, we're watching the last unicorn. I forgot that was an extra week in April. <laughs> we're doing it. Um, Interesting. She movie. says, she says the latest podcast. I it felt- was a, it was a trip. <laughs> says, the latest podcast I fell in love with this. It was my first time listening, and now I'm listening uh, to the turning web- red one right now. Yeah, let's go! Oh my god, y'all have so many facts that I didn't even know. The show is a perfect telling of the movie too. Absolutely whimsical too. Ten out of ten. All I can say: red heart emoji. Aww, thank you, Bear Bear. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, and it was sent on my birthday. Aww. Aww. Uh, Which but yeah. could be today, for all you know. We don't know. Yeah, as far as the view, as far as the listeners know, this is totally an on-time uh, birthday thing for the admiral. So, so happy birthday! So admiral. before we go, we just want to before we get uh, whoring ourselves out with everything else, we just want to specifically thank Dr. Alma Kringle for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me and reviewing. Hell yeah! Uh, one of the movies that scared you as a as a child. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, I'm so excited to do the show with you. It's been <laughs> so long since we we got to work at Swapper Jacks. Yeah. And, I think I confirmed yeah. with you first, and then I went to him, and I was like, "Hey, this is happening," and you're just like, he was Th- like "This oh. is a guest that you do not need my approval to." Bring <laughs> 
Like most other guests, we're pretty like good with communicating. This particular guest, you do not have to run that <laughs> approval by me. He can be on any time. Uh, Let's go. Uh, uh, and yes, so, yes, yes. all we have to do is thank you, Martin the Eric Zerber, for lending us your website. Also, Kevin George, thank you for lending us your music. Go to LawRanPictures.com, guys. Go over in the Your 30 tab. They're way better than us. That's where we're at the top of the list, and we're like third rung of the bottom. And then after you've gone through their stuff, then come over to the Cinema Gems tab and find a title of a movie you like and you'd like to hear two nerds ramble about. And if That's you what want we to do. hear Dr. Almont Kringle come back and review it, let us know. <laughs> um, and also, guys, if you want to email us as Bear Bear did, it's uh, cinemagems15 at gmail. Yeah. Um, you can also get to us on Twitter at cinemagems underscore pod, and you can see fun pictures that we post of the movies that we watch and the and mascots of the sort. On the Instagram, which I don't know if you saw, I did post the Fantastic Mr. I saw that. That like, was adorable. From the walk to the library. <laughs> that was absolutely adorable. She's so, just like, I'm done. So if you want to see a little behind the scenes snippets of what we do, yeah. go to the Instagram page. It's great. Um, all we got to say is, guys, but. Wipe your hopes and see you later, but also black lives always, always. matter. Bye, guys. See you later. Ooh. Thanks again, Dr. Alan Kringle. Thank you.